Chapter 68 Fiora flew through the window in a cascade of shattered glass and fluttering silk. Gustav swallowed as she hit the ocean and sank out of view. He hoped crashing through the window didn't hurt her, but it had been the only way to get her away from Elspeth. Brave, your majesty, but we'll find her. Leave her alone. Gustav tried to stay calm and not to look down. Tried not to track the progress of the curse by the numbness spreading up his body. It had reached his waist now. Soon his lungs would turn to stone, and he wouldn't be able to breathe. He looked at his father. According to the enchanted ruby, King Francois was still alive even though he had been turned to stone. Hopefully Elspeth was using the same enchantment on him. This wasn't the end. He wasn't dying. Gustav closed his eyes and took one last breath before the numbness crept over his lungs. He hoped he wasn't dying. He hoped Fiora swam away as fast as she could and didn't look back. Elspeth winked at him as the numbness reached his neck. She couldn't say anything to gloat while she was singing, but she didn't need to. She had won. His mouth had turned to stone, so Gustav couldn't say anything in return. He turned towards the shattered window, not wanting Elspeth's smug face to be the last thing he saw before the curse took him completely. Moonlight sparkled like diamonds on the ocean waves. Gustav studied the water, desperately trying to think of anything but the cold sensation crawling up his nose. He loved Princess Fiora of Kel. She was a mermaid. Gustav didn't know how that was possible, but he hoped she could swim fast enough to escape before Elspeth came after her. Something flickered under the surface of the water. Fiora. Another mermaid? A kraken? Gustav's vision went dark. Chapter 69 Fiora barely had time to cover her face before she hit the window. The impact knocked her breath away and left tiny cuts all over her skin. She flew through the air and crashed into the water. The force of her landing sent her sprawling out of control beneath the waves. Her dress tangled around her tail and made swimming impossible. Shards of glass sank into the water around her, sparkling like a shower of shooting stars. Fiora Zoe sang her name and created a current that slowed Fiora's descent and helped her regain her equilibrium. Fiora's dark hair wrapped around her, and she brushed it away in a desperate attempt to untangle herself. We have to save him. She kicked her tail, trying to return to the surface. To Gustav. Absolutely not, Althea said. You have already sacrificed enough for that human. Her aunt's short hair made her look more severe than ever. Fiora pulled water through her gills, trying to calm herself. She pushed down the enormous skirt billowing around her, but it floated back up and obscured her view. So this was why mermaids didn't wear clothes. Elspeth and Leander turned Gustav into a statue. We have to save him. What's this about Leander? Kathleen asked. She flipped her short hair out of her face. It floated away from her head, framing her face in a sort of halo. He's helping Elspeth. I'm not leaving Gustav. Fiora kicked her tail and darted towards the surface. The skirt streamed behind her. Althea sang and created a current to drag her back. Fiora countered it with her own song. Her magic wasn't as strong as her aunt's. Not even close. But between the singing and swimming as fast as she could, 
she managed to keep Althea from pulling her deeper. Then another song filled the water, and something large and round glowed beneath them. Deep laughter rippled through the waves as a kraken tentacle wrapped around Althea. The mermaid's song ended abruptly as the kraken squeezed her and cut off her air. The current holding Fiora disappeared, and she shot towards the surface. She broke through with a splash and wiped away the hair that plastered her face. A song rang out from Elspeth's shattered window. Fiora swam closer. Gustav looked down at her, and for a moment she thought that he had escaped the curse. Then he glinted in the moonlight, and Fiora's heart sank. Gustav was made of stone. He had been looking out to sea when he was transformed. Looking for her? A scream rippled through the water, and Fiora swallowed. The mermaids were in trouble. I'm so sorry. She didn't know if Gustav could hear her. She hoped he couldn't see her abandoning him as she dove beneath the waves. Kraken tentacles had wrapped around Althea, Kathleen, and Zoe. The mermaids wriggled and sang, but the enormous creature ignored them. Fiora swam deeper, dodging wayward tentacles as she moved. Leander floated near the kraken's head, silhouetted against its enormous glowing eye. He held a small mirror that reflected the light. As he sang, another voice accompanied him in a duet. Fiora listened for a moment and recognized the voice as Elspeth's. Why was her sister working with Leander? Well, the little mermaid returns, Leander said. He stopped singing, but Elspeth's song continued to echo through the mirror. The kraken tightened its grip on the three mermaids. What are you doing, Leander? He shrugged. All part of the plan. I. For the love of everything, don't explain the plan. A new voice said through the mirror. It was a woman's voice, shrill with frustration. She sounded like the same woman who had spoken to Leander in the gardens, but it was difficult to say for sure. Perhaps she had been speaking to him through one of the mirrors in the mirror garden. Who are you? Fiora asked. A friend. The woman sounded like she was trying very hard to keep herself calm. The kraken shifted, and Leander resumed his song to hold it in place. I can help you, Fiora, the woman in the mirror continued. How do you know who I am? I can help you find a place to belong. Help you understand your magic. Like you helped Elspeth and Leander. Yes, exactly. Go back to the ship, and Elspeth can explain everything. Let my family go and then we'll talk. Oh no, dear. They've interfered too much. Besides, they're not special. Not like you are. Why am I special? The voice didn't answer. Zoe whimpered in pain, and Fiora turned to look at the mermaids. The kraken tentacles had wrapped around them, constricting like large snakes and squeezing their life away. Kathleen looked concerned, and Althea looked angry. Zoe's face was twisted in agony and panic as she tried to shake herself loose. She met Fiora's gaze, a silent plea for help in her eyes. Fiora gritted her teeth. She had to do something. But what? Zoe shrieked as the tentacle tightened again. The kraken seemed to have picked her as the easiest prey. Leander and Elspeth's song swelled through the water. How often had they practiced together? Their magic intertwined until it seemed that they sang with one voice. One voice. 
both mermaid and human. Fiora's eyes widened. What had Elaine said about breaking curses? Sometimes, you had to break them with the same kind of magic that caused them. Althea and Hathelin let out a desperate burst of song, trying to free Zoe. It was filled with powerful magic, but the kraken ignored them. The mermaids slumped in defeat, as if they had put their last bit of strength into the music. Their mermaid magic couldn't stop the kraken, because Leander was singing with Elspeth. A human. Fiora's eyes widened as everything came into focus. Even the power of the kraken heart and an entire mermaid choir hadn't been enough to stop the kraken when it awoke and attacked Gustav's ship before. But she had. Her voice had halted the attack. Was this why Elspeth and the others had been so determined to silence her? Why they had stolen the shell and tried to kill her? What's happening down there, Leander? The voice in the mirror said. Is she going to join us? I doubt it. She doesn't look very cooperative. Then take care of her, the voice said with a sigh. Take her alive if you can. Leander grinned. The gleam in his eyes said he wasn't going to try too hard to follow that order. He altered his song, Elspeth followed his lead. A kraken tentacle shot towards Fiora. She countered with a melody of her own. The tentacle swerved and just missed her. It created a current in the water that caught her skirt like a sail and pushed her back. Fiora regained her balance and began to sing. Her voice rang through the water. Her strange, unique voice neither mermaid nor human. For the first time in her life, Fiora let herself be both. She didn't worry what she sounded like or if it was right. She simply let her full voice ring through the water exactly as it was. The kraken loosened its grip on the mermaids. Althea pushed free first. She shrieked with rage and launched herself at Leander. His song ended in a muffled grunt as she crashed into him. The mirror dropped from his hand and drifted to the ocean floor. Elspeth's voice faded as the mirror sank. Kathleen shook free and turned her attention to helping Zoe. The young mermaid's face was pale, and she floated limply in her mother's arms. Kathleen gave Fiora an anguished look, then carried Zoe away, singing a song of healing as she sped through the water. That left Fiora alone with the kraken. The creature studied her with its enormous glowing eyes. Fiora glared back at it. Her hair and dress floated around her, making her look bigger than she actually was, but she was still tiny compared to the monster. The kraken blinked, as if waking from a deep sleep, then leaned its enormous head forward. Fiora tensed, readying for an attack, but the kraken simply straightened back up and continued to stare at her. Fiora blinked. Had the creature just bowed? It seemed to be waiting for something. For her? Fiora pulled water through her gills and began to sing. Not sure what else to do, she sang the song of healing. Her voice lilted through the water, and the kraken began to sway. Was it dancing? Fiora grinned and swam closer. The kraken swirled its tentacles around her in graceful, flowing motions. Fiora spun in the currents it created and poured more magic into her song. The dance continued, and the kraken spun her ever closer, guiding her with waving tentacles until she floated just in front of its enormous eye. She stared into it, mesmerized by the warm glow. The kraken stared back, unblinking, and lowered its tentacles softly into the sand.
Then a deep rumble shook the ground, and the kraken's eye narrowed. It shot out a tentacle and knocked Fiora away. Before she could recover from the impact, Leander's scream rang through the water. He darted towards the surface with Althea close behind him. The scream grew into a high-pitched song, and Althea flew away as a burst of magic hit her. Leander sang a different tune, and the underwater world began to spin. The whirlpool caught Althea and pulled her further away from the merman. Fiora's dress rippled in the current and wrapped around her as she tried to hold her position. The kraken was too large to be pushed around so easily, but it was still agitated from the earthquake. Leander's whirlpool pulled debris from the bottom of the ocean and flung it into the kraken's eye. The creature shrieked in protest and waved its tentacles, trying to push the objects away. Leander dodged and swam towards a bright spot on the ocean floor. The Mirror Althea dove after him, dodging tentacles and shards of glass as she sped towards the merman. Fiora gathered her skirts and prepared to follow. Then the kraken reached a tentacle up towards the surface, and the loud crack of splintering would ripple through the water. The angry kraken had finally found something to lash out at. Elspeth's Ship Tuthita Sonum Statum Fiora sang as loud as she could, trying to calm the kraken and put it to sleep. The kraken blinked at her for a moment, then resumed its attack. Fiora pushed the human qualities out of her voice and sang as a mermaid. Then she sang as a human. Then she mixed everything together. She sang every song she knew, desperate to stop the rampage. It did no good. Her unique magic was able to break the curse cast by Leander and Elspeth, but this attack was not the result of an enchantment. This was an angry creature lashing out at the first available target. And she wasn't strong enough to calm it. The kraken slammed another tentacle into the ship. Broken wood flew out from the impact and floated on the waves, littering the ocean surface. Fiora dodged the tentacles and swam up until she broke through the waves. The kraken had knocked a massive hole in the side of the ship, and water lapped hungrily at the gap. The vessel wouldn't hold together much longer. Fiora switched tactics and sang a song of movement, trying to create a current to pull the ship to safety. But Leander's raging whirlpool held it in place. Someone screamed. Elspeth? Deep laughter shook the water around Fiora. The kraken raised a single tentacle high into the air and brought it crashing down. The ship splintered down the middle. Both halves leaned against each other so the decks sloped steeply towards the center. The kraken swiped another tentacle against the mast, snapping the wood and toppling it into the water. Fiora gritted her teeth. If the kraken kept this up, it would turn the ship to kindling. She needed to save Gustav and his father before a stray tentacle smashed them into gravel. And in spite of all her half-sister had done, she should probably save Elspeth as well. Last at all. She had been in Montaigne too long. Their tendency to help everyone had rubbed off on her. Chapter 70 Fiora dodged bits of wood as she worked her way towards the ship. A board snagged on her skirt, and she pulled it off, ripping the fabric in the process. The kraken smashed the ship again and sent debris flying towards her. Fiora dove below the surface and stayed underwater until she reached the ship. What was left of the vessel tilted dangerously in the water. The sides sloped, steep and jagged and impossible to climb. Fiora turned to the broken mast. 
it leaned into the water, creating a sort of ramp. She could climb it. But not as a mermaid. She untied the pearl ring from her hair and held it flat in her palm. The gem still shone with that strange mix of pearl and copper magic. Hopefully that meant Gustav was still alive somewhere underneath the stone. Fiora flicked her tail as she studied the ring. She shouldn't use it. She knew that. Loving a human man had killed her mother, and it might prove just as fatal for her if she attempted this rescue. If the forbidden magic didn't kill her, the enraged kraken would. Blast it all. Fiora slid the ring onto her finger and grabbed the mast. The pearl's magic ran over her skin, splitting her tail and closing her gills. While the transformation song had been agony, this magic simply felt warm, like sunlight on her skin. Fiora gripped the mast tighter and kicked her legs as the transformation finished. Her voluminous gown dragged her towards the ocean. The elegant petticoats were now heavy and a very real hazard. She dug her fingernails into the wood and pulled herself onto the mast. Her feet connected, and she wrapped her legs around it to stabilize her position. Fiora clung to the mast and stared at the ship above her. She tried to pull herself up but gained only a few inches. She would never reach Gustav in time at this rate. The wood was slick and full of splinters. The waterlogged evening gown weighed her down. Fiora tried to walk up the steep slope, but the skirt clung to her legs, wrapping them together until she might as well have been a mermaid. With a silent apology to Dowager Queen Bernadine for ruining the gown, Fiora plucked at the intricate embroidery on the skirt's seam until she pulled a thread loose. She unraveled the stitching, apologizing to the original seamstress as well. The skirt was stitched together beautifully. Which just made it that much harder to take apart. This was taking too long. Fiora changed tactics and found a nail sticking out of the wood. She stabbed the top three layers of fabric through the nail and let go of the mast, using her body weight to tear the skirt away as she fell. Then she climbed back up and repeated the process. Fiora shrugged out of the loose layers, peeled the wet fabric off her legs, and threw the skirt into the ocean. She still wore a few petticoats, but removing the outer layers had reduced her weight considerably. Fiora pressed her feet into the wood, gripped the sides of the mast, and began to climb. She had never been particularly athletic, but she felt strong and light now that the curse was lifted and she wasn't in pain. The whole ship swayed and creaked as waves pushed against it. Fiora used the rhythm of the ocean to her advantage, pulling herself up in time with the sea. The kraken pummeled the ship again, and she wrapped her arms as far around the mast as she could to keep from falling into the water. When the ship stopped shaking, she tucked her feet in and climbed again, ignoring the splinters that pierced her skin. When the next wave lifted the mast, Fiora jumped. She hit the deck less gracefully than she would have liked. Most of her weight landed on her right ankle, which collapsed under her as she toppled to the floor. She stood, and it buckled underneath her. Perfect. It seemed she was destined to have trouble walking wherever she went. Fiora hopped across the deck, gritting her teeth as the motion jarred her injured ankle. The ship looked like it would sink at any moment, but a song still echoed from Elspeth's cabin. A song Fiora meant to end as quickly as possible. Elspeth looked surprised when Fiora burst into the cabin, but only for a moment. Then she winked and resumed her singing. Fiora hopped towards her, 
but another kraken blow rocked the ship and tilted the floor even further. Fiora stumbled backward and crashed into the statue of Gustav as her ankle gave way. She wrapped her arms around his waist to hold herself upright. The stone was solid and unyielding beneath her grip. Elspeth grinned. You just can't stay away from my husband, can you? Shut your mouth. Fiora had thought recovering her voice would make her feel better, but words seemed completely inadequate at the moment. She just wanted to punch Elspeth in the face and be done with it. Elspeth's grin said she knew it. And that she also knew Fiora was injured and would fall over if she let go of Gustav. I don't know what you're so happy about. Your ship is sinking. Elspeth shrugged. It happens. I can still save you if you want. My friend is rather interested in you for some reason. And to think I climbed up here to save you from the sinking ship and attacking Kraken. Obviously I need your help instead. Please. We both know you're here for him. The ship shook as deep laughter rumbled through it. Loose boards rattled. It wouldn't hold together much longer. Last chance, Elspeth said. Come with me. She held out her hand. Fiora glared at her. I don't want anything to do with you. Are you ready, Song Wench? A deep voice said. It came from nowhere and everywhere all at once. Fiora clung to Gustav as the floor beneath them rumbled and bits of ceiling fell around her. Yes, Nog, I'm ready. The hulking shadow appeared in the mirror, and a disgusting smell filled the room. Fiora could see the shape better now that it wasn't hidden behind the statue. Whatever the creature was, it was enormous and powerfully built. Its horned head looked at Elspeth with an impatient expression. Last chance, Fiora. Elspeth, what's going on? Another kraken blow rocked the ship. King Francois toppled onto the bed, and Gustav slid across the deck as the floor tilted. Fiora tightened her grip on him, but it was a losing battle. Inch by inch, Gustav slid closer to the shattered window. He was too heavy for her to hold. Hurry up, human. Nog's voice rattled the ship, and Fiora felt it vibrating through the stone as she tried to hold Gustav in place. A clawed hand reached through the mirror and rested on Elspeth's shoulder. Fiora gagged as the stench grew stronger. Get your hands off me. I'm coming. Elspeth winked at Fiora and stepped into the mirror. It rippled like water as she passed through it, then hardened back into a smooth surface. The stench disappeared as Elspeth and Nog walked into the distance and out of view. The mirror shimmered a little, then stilled until it once again reflected the room. Before Fiora could do anything more than blink in surprise, a kraken tentacle crashed through the cabin walls. It swept away the ceiling and knocked the mirror into King Francois. The mirror cracked in half from the impact and toppled into the ocean. Then another tentacle took out the bottom of the ship, and the floor fell out from under them. The statues landed in the ocean with an enormous splash and disappeared beneath the surface. Fiora toppled after them. She landed in the ocean and gagged as she swallowed salt water. She gasped in surprise and swallowed even more. Her lungs screamed for air but what was left of the skirt tangled around her legs and kept her from swimming back to the surface. Panic filled her chest. Fiora pulled the ring off her finger. A gentle warmth swept over her skin, and Fiora was a mermaid again. 
She sputtered and took a few deep breaths through her gills. Then she tied the ring into her hair and searched the water for the statues. They had disappeared into the depths, the stone sinking far faster than she did. The first rays of the rising sun tinted everything red. Fiora swam down, blinking as her eyes adjusted to the dim light of the underwater world. There, Leander's whirlpool still raged, and it was pulling the statues towards the kraken. The creature waved its tentacles, searching for a new target to lash out at since it had destroyed the ship. Its enormous eye saw the falling statues and narrowed in anger. It pulled its tentacles back, preparing to attack. Fiora let out a burst of song and dove towards Gustav.